welcome to Modern Anarchy, the podcast featuring real conversations with conscious objectors to the status quo. I'm your host, Nicole. On today's episode, we have the holographic sound healer, yoga teacher, and spiritual mentor, Sasha, join us for a conversation about limiting beliefs and her journey to finding her passion. Together, we talk about rebuilding trust with ourselves, living from the inside out, and leaping into the unknown. It's one of my favorite topics on this podcast. I really enjoyed getting to have this conversation with Sasha and just connect over so many shared experiences, starting off with our perspectives on polyamory, all the way to our difficulties with being healing type sensitive people. So there's just so much wisdom and beautiful creativity that you can glean from hearing this conversation with Sasha. So I hope y'all tune in. I can start with like where I was introduced to sound healing or something like that. And then this does come up within that conversation because it's all tied together with using my voice because I sing with my sound. Mm. So Yeah. I even like the polyamory part though and how what I shared with you about my polyamory history yes. and development and how that compelled you to even start talking about this and mm. how you resonated with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy to start there. Go for it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So I had been, well, I was in a pretty serious relationship in college Mm -hmm. and we were super in love, thought we were going to get married. And I had the fortune of studying abroad and I lived in London, went to Paris and Amsterdam and I, you know, met people and ended up exploring other relationships And I just had this like deep guilt and shame around how can I love one person so much and want to explore other relationships. Mm. And that destroyed our relationship. And I was actually pretty, pretty depressed, to be honest, Mm. after I graduated college. And I used to volunteer at a creativity and innovation camp called Mind Camp. This is the same camp that I was introduced to my first sound bath at. I remember I was laying there and I had this out-of-body experience and it felt like I was on psychedelics, but I wasn't on psychedelics. And I came out of that sound healing session being like, whoa, this is something that I want to explore and I want to go deeper in. But at the time I thought, oh, there's no way that I could sing in front of people. And so at that camp, I also met a man who was polyamorous and Mm -hmm. he introduced me into like a whole new way of being in relationship. And I met his partner and then I went to mind camp in Canada and met his partner's partner. I met their baby and I was blown away at the respect and the love and the communication and the trust that was built in this container. And I had this thought like, whoa, this relationship is more healthy than some of the monogamous relationships that I've ever, you know, witnessed. Mm -hmm. So I was really grateful to be exposed to their love. And then it took me, honestly, four years to activate being polyamorous for myself. So I was introduced to them. Um, and then in April, I actually sat in my first ayahuasca ceremony. And one of the retreat owners was in an open relationship. And one of his partners wrote this book, I'm Not Jealous, The Ethical Non-Monogamous Guide to Relationships Without Suffering. And I had just met this guy at a festival and he wanted to be monogamous and I told him yes, and I realized that I was lying to myself. It wasn't even that I was meaning to lie to him. I was just like still putting myself in this box that I didn't fit in. And after the ceremony, the eye ceremony, when I met this guy and read this, I read that book in two days. 
and just flew through it and was like, oh my God. It just gave me the ultimate permission to be 100% myself and to blossom the seed that was planted at mind camp from my Mm -hmm. friend. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm in a polyamorous relationship and it's, I remember when I met my now partner and he asked me, are you in any other relationships? And I was like, so scared. My voice was quivering. I was like sweating and I'm like, yeah, I am. And I was so nervous, but after I felt on top of the world and I was so proud of myself for speaking my truth. And this whole journey has just been so empowering to, to stand in my truth and to honor my needs and to be able to communicate my, my needs, even when it's hard and when it's hard for myself and when it's hard for someone to hear. But I'm so grateful. I feel like yeah, I'm not hiding or I'm, I don't right. have this shame around being someone that this shame that I shouldn't be this way that I am. What is the shame? Could you describe that? Hmm. It's a great question. I think a lot of it's like societal conditioning. I was never modeled any other relationship other than a monogamous relationship my whole life. And it wasn't until I started meeting people in these spaces that the shame started going away. And there's, to be honest, a deeper layer of it with sexuality in general. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I have been a pretty like sexually fluid or free fluid person um, my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I am now in these spaces where I view myself way more sacred than I ever have in the past Mm. and it's for me it's like this balance between we are sexual beings and we have these desires and we should not be ashamed or feel guilty around them and I am doing deep energy work and Mm -hmm. I'm a healer and my body is a temple and the vibrations of the people that I choose to be with and sleep with definitely do impact me and impact my field. So how Mm -hmm. can I, it's not this or that. It's like, how can I kind of consistently balance between, it's a balancing act between those two. And for me, that's looked like being much more discerning with who I sleep with and also ensuring it's more of an energetic match. And so the shame is what Hmm. I guess when it comes down to it slut shaming myself Mm. or feeling like unworthy maybe I think in the past too I've I've sought external validation through sex okay and now I'm kind of coming to this place of self-love and that was actually a huge download. Um, I did uh, my sound healing certification in November and my teacher teaches that the most powerful tool we have is our voice. And we didn't even use the crystal bowls until the last day. And during this training, my friend and I were chatting and she was like, we were chatting about love. And I was saying that my past partner is the only person I ever loved. Mm. And she's like, I invite you to rewrite that narrative. Love is abundant. Love is everywhere. Love is infinite. And then my teacher asked us to work on a limiting belief with a partner. So I look at her and I'm like, well, yes, let's work together. And mine was around love. And when she was doing the healing to me, she said she saw this pink light around my body and she kept hearing this message, you are love. And for me, in that moment, everything clicked that I had been seeking love in partnership, in my job, in all of yeah. these things outside of myself when all along it's been right here. And I think that has drastically shifted how I interact not only with partners, but just people in general and how I look yeah. at my work and how I, yeah, how I really hold myself and nurture myself. Could you say more on what that shift has looked like for you? Yeah, I think it's there's a lot of parts to it, but one of them being saying no Mm. to situations or people that aren't in my highest alignment. 
and that aren't going to support me or like that aren't going to like be a positive addition or influence into my life. I think some of this had been marinating before November, but for instance, I had a really powerful mushroom trip last March and spirit asked me not to drink for two months. During that time, I was camping with my best friend and like taking mushrooms with her. And the message that kept coming through was like, I really, it's time to focus on me and my healing and from the inside out, like my mind, body, and my spirit. And that really set the whole healing foundation for me in 2020. Because before that, I was, I mostly like have always like gone to shows and drank on the weekends, but I was having glasses of wine on the weeknight and it didn't get to be anything crazy, but it just wasn't like what I felt like my highest alignment was, you know, Mm -hmm. and it didn't feel like a good like outlet for some of like the fear and the anxiety that that's been going on. So that was like a commitment to my self-love and to my Mm -hmm. healing and to my journey. And that's a very tangible one. And especially being in a society where it's like drinking is such a common, you know, social activity. It just felt really good to know. It was rebuilding trust with myself. Yeah. Knowing that I am worthy and I am whole and that my friends love me for me, not just, you know, drinking and going partying. And there's like more depth there. So that was like one of my first commitments And then I did a kundalini yoga training um, right before my sound healing certification where I created a daily devotional practice and with like sound meditation and breath work and yoga. And that for me has been a huge pillar of my, my journey because I think like taking that time for you first thing in the morning and living from the inside out instead of the outside in. We have so many distractions all the time. And that just really helps to recalibrate my energy and for me to come back into like balance so that I feel like I can make better decisions throughout my day. Then I cut some men out of my life that I was like, these people aren't serving my highest good. Yeah. like I, especially after that sound healing training, that training really was a huge catalyst for me for like diving much deeper into my spirituality and recognizing, I think like, for instance, I was at a party the other weekend and it was a place where I had partied a lot in the past. And when I wasn't doing all the work I'm doing and I went to this party and it was so cool to see myself in this totally different place I could go and I could enjoy, but it was with a whole new perspective and intention. I was there to have fun, not there to escape something that was going on. And a man, we were connecting under the full moon and like chatting about religion and Ram Dass and which was pretty rare at a party like this. So I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I was really excited. I was like, oh, let's keep it going. And he asked to kiss me and we kissed and he's like, would you want to come into my room? And I was like, no, thank you. I'm good. I I feel like really complete with that connection. And I appreciate that. And that's a very tangible example for me of the shift that has happened where maybe in the past I would have been like, yeah, sure. And then I was like, no, that's actually not what I need. So it's a practice of continually checking in and yeah, asking myself what feels good and what's in alignment. Right. So beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. It was beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Felt like a reflection of the growth that I've experienced in the last like year and a half. Right. And I'm assuming that when you said that, it wasn't something that you doubted. You had reached this point where it wasn't, you know, a performative action of those mm-hmm. first couple steps. It was one that you had come to a true grounding in mm-hmm. yourself and your self-worth mm-hmm. that you could say no confidently. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It felt really empowering. Mm-hmm. And you bring up an interesting like point about saying no. I think I've had people pleasing tendencies in the past that have made saying no 
harder. And I think it's something that maybe we don't talk about as much, um, especially as women. Like one of my girlfriends was just sharing with me how like a lot of times like men will approach her and she might not be super into it, but like she ends up saying yes. And she's like, I don't want to be living a life where other people have control of my body. And I think just that awareness that I, that I, that I witnessed in her was really beautiful to like acknowledge that and be like, wait, is that actually what I want? Or is that what somebody else wants? And I'm just taking that on. Exactly. Because we don't want to offend them. Yeah. Or make them hurt. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real thing. And what, what's your human design? What do you mean? Oh, have you not, have you not done that? No. Oh my gosh. You should check it out. What is this? Yeah. Okay. So it's a framework. I'm not a human design expert, but I've been recently getting into it and it's a framework that takes into account your birth time and like where you were born. And then it gives you like a different category. So there's reflectors, which are like 2% of the population projectors, which are 10 and then manifestors and generators. And manifestors and generators are like go-getters. They have a bunch of energy. It's kind of what our whole society is modeled after, like the quick, like nine to five, you know, hustle mentality. And projectors, they need a lot of alone time and they're very susceptible to the energy around them. And I used to think, so I I think you might be a projector is why I brought this (laughs) up because I just found out that I am. And I have almost all open energy centers except for my throat chakra, which is interesting Mm. because that's the chakra that I've been utilizing in speaking my truth about polyamory, in my sound healing with singing. and But the rest of them, I feel like I take on energy from others to the point where I get confused if it's mine or theirs. Yes. And then I also adapt my personality around different people. And I'm like, is that weird? Like, do other people do this? And I, it's, I think because of my projectorness and so it's helped me to navigate the world Ugh. with more grace. Interesting. But then it's, okay, so I am definitely resonating. The amount of times I've gone into therapy and be like, I, I go places and the people affect me. And then I ask, am I emotionally immature because I can't put up some sort of block? But it's like to be present with those people, I feel like I just, you open yourself up to whatever energy they're at. and. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a choice when you come home and you just feel like you're in a different headspace than where you had been. It's definitely real. And I think, um, well, you could do something really simple. Just uh, it's called, have you heard of energy bubbling? No, tell me more. These are great things. Yeah. So there's a lot of different, (laughs) there's a lot of different ways you could do it. But one of them, if you like are visual, you can just visualize a bubble of energy around your body, like in a white light and really imagining like, you know, like it coming from like your core, the core of your soul and like penetrating out around you and like this white light of protection of light and of love. And you can bubble your house, you can bubble your family, your pets, And then you could also, if you're not visual, you could draw it. You could like draw a little stick figure and put a bubble around it and you're bubbling yourself. So it's like a a way to put a conscious direct direct your energy. So crazy, small little tidbit. Uh, I have aphantasia, so I cannot visualize anything. Interesting. So... When, especially, which is interesting for meditation, you might maybe someday encounter someone with the same sort of thing where, um, when I close my eyes and try to visualize anything, I literally can't see anything. It's just like being in a black closet. Wow. So like, so like memories don't, I don't have any visual memories. I don't have any, like, I can know what you look like intellectually because I've like coded it in my head from memory of seeing you. But when I try, I cannot visualize anything. Wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. I've never heard of that. It's called Fantasia, like the movie? It's Aphantasia, I believe, but I say Aphantasia. I think I'm already just worried about saying it properly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I didn't know that either until um, someone else had mentioned it to me, and then I realized, I was like, wow, this is why I've struggled with meditation. Mm. Always, because people are like, visualize your heart chakra, you know, the light, the coming on. I don't see anything. 
Wow. That's great to know. I haven't encountered anyone, but almost all of my meditations are visual and the sound bowls really help you to drop in and quiet your mind. So I think that I know, I, I feel that people would benefit you know, even if they couldn't visualize things. Yeah, definitely. I know because that's my message, right? Let's help meditation for all the people who are like me <laughs> yeah. uh, because it's really hard. Otherwise, you're just left in like a dark place. And you're like, ah. <laughs> but <laughs> is there anything that you think about that helps or like what when you're in those situations, what do you do? If I'm trying to meditate and calm down, mm-hmm. uh, the only thing that has helped me is to literally say to myself, you are inhaling, you are exhaling, you are inhaling, and you are exhaling. And even if I just try to bring it back to like the conscious awareness level of just like, oh, breathe, I get sucked back into thoughts again. So I have to almost kind of like a mantra, just keep saying it to keep me there. Granted, if I practice more, maybe it would get better and easier. Uh, But currently where I'm at, I have to do it like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I think breath work would be really helpful if mm-hmm. you were able. Have you ever done the uh, a box breath before? Uh, maybe. What is a box breath? It's when, so it's like you think about the breath having four parts. So you inhale for four, three, two, one, hold for four, three, two, one, exhale for four, three, two, one, hold for four, three, two, one, and then you keep doing that so then you're only thinking about well mostly thinking about your breath and it's it's, for me it's really calming yeah that's probably easier than just normal like oh i'm just going to be quiet and focus on breath because that doesn't like necessarily have a rhythm that you need to keep cadence to Mm -hmm. where that actually has you know a rhythm that you're focusing on because it's broken down into these little parts that it would almost kind of like a mantra equally you're remembering the rhythm mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's a great idea yeah just this like invitations from things that have helped me yeah definitely you were talking about energy bubbles and part of that and cutting out men uh and saying no to things that don't align with you i do want to ask though you know these are huge shifts from who you used to be to who you are now. And I'm sure that, you know, along that way, it didn't always feel perfect. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Because I think someone listening to this could be like, damn, well, she sounds happy. That's great for her. I'll never be there. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, I want to hear some of the humanity of what it was like during those shifts and how difficult it was. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Totally. I'm happy to share. And that's one thing that I tell my clients. I'm like, don't put me on a pedestal because I don't have anything figured out. I'm just sharing what has worked for me in my journey. And I'm not sharing truth. I'm just sharing my truth with a capital T. Like that's not what I'm saying. It's just my truth with a lowercase t. Exactly. Subjective. Yeah. 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 And everybody's path is going to look different and what the tools and techniques that help them on their journeys are going to look different. So thank you for bringing this really powerful point up. I mean, at the beginning of COVID, when before I had that mushroom trip, I was working a corporate job and wasn't super happy in my job. Just didn't feel fulfilled. You know, I was like working and I was going to yoga on the weeknights, but I was like going to shows and partying all weekend. And I love live music, but it was not really, I was not balancing my energy with other things, other nourishing things that I love to do. And I actually reached a really low point the November before COVID because I had a group in Colorado. I live in Denver Mm -hmm. and I knew a bunch of people that went to shows and so I was hanging out with them, but it was like people that you'd party with and then never talk to on the weekdays or anything. Mm And I'm very big into authentic connection and deep connections. And I got that with like my yoga community, but it felt like I was in two worlds where I had like my yoga community and then I had my like show community. And Mm -hmm. I remember the November before COVID, I like, I wanted to go home to Ohio, but the tickets were too expensive. So then I went back to Phoenix where I had moved from. And I went to go see my friends and that was so wonderful to like connect with people who really saw me and um, who understand me. And I realized that I had 
moved to Phoenix and I didn't know anyone. I was depressed going through a breakup, hated my job. And I, I'm, I'm very resilient. And I like, I went through a lot of struggle, but I also joined a yoga studio and I had been practicing yoga since I was in high school. And that was the spark for me to then become a yoga teacher, like really connecting with the yoga teachers at that studio. And Phoenix is also where I was a part of mind camp and just a lot of transformative experiences. And when I went back there, I remembered like, wow, you are so independent. You love doing things by yourself. And it gave me permission to continue that same mentality in Denver, even though I know people. Yeah. Because I think sometimes when you know people, you you get caught up in like those, you know, those circles and you're always doing things with them. And so kind of made it a vow to separate from some some groups. And I had really great communities in Denver too. So I started like spending more time with them. But I'm super grateful for that mushroom trip because even though I had already kind of gone through some of these really challenging times in Phoenix and then like around Thanksgiving, I, I needed like another shift Mm -hmm. I felt like. And after that mushroom trip, I started teaching online donation-based yoga and cause you know, everything was closed. So I started teaching online and then I read this book around the chakras and started learning about my different chakras and how to heal them. And then I started teaching yoga around the chakras. And then like my yoga following grew and I started teaching in the park. And I'm really grateful for, you know, that time from like November to like February before like around COVID to be in like a hard place because I feel like it catap- it, it forced me. It forced me to ask myself, how may I step up and serve? And I had a lot of limiting beliefs around being seen teaching yoga and being afraid to make mistakes in front of other people. Yeah. And when I was meditating at a river, I got this message, you don't have to be perfect to make a positive impact. (sighs) So as I was starting my teaching yoga journey, I kept hanging on to that. Every time I would get really critical with myself, beat myself up. I would come back to that mantra. I'll share this impactful moment with you. Last summer, I wanted to see my ex that Mm. I had dated in college. Mm -hmm. And I went back home to Ohio. He was living in Pennsylvania. And he declined. He ended up not wanting to see me. And I was at my parents. And I remember doing yoga on the front porch. And I was in meditation I just started bawling. I was heartbroken. Yeah. Because I'd always held on hope to maybe someday we would be something mm-hmm. or we would get back together. And I started bawling. And then I got this message, my pain is my purpose. Ooh. And I feel that the deep, like the, the depression, the anxiety, the disconnection, the, the the pain I was going through, I feel like that has led me to create these spaces for people to move through some pain and suffering and anxiety and to just be able to find peace of mind and to really like tap into the love within themselves, even if it's just for a couple minutes, you know, Mm -hmm. and to help people shift from these lower vibrations of fear and doubt into love and joy and abundance. And I continue to go through heavy stuff, you know, like I think part of the journey for me has been a lot of shadow work and accepting all parts of me. I mean, when I first started like my coaching program around the chakras, I was constantly in fear about what people were thinking about me online and like putting myself out there and being like, Oh my God, Did I say too much? Oh my God, they're thinking I'm crazy. They're judging me. And so like that doubt, you know, really it crept in. Literally me every single day. Hi, I'm with you. (laughs) It's so hard. It can be so hard. And I, I took this workshop and now I have my own and it's called Meeting Your Highest. 
And it's around alchemizing limiting beliefs into empowering beliefs. And one of my beliefs, one of the things that have kind of cultivated one of these limiting beliefs is when I was in middle school, people would say cringe when I spoke. Like that was the thing for a little bit. And I was in a meditation during one of these workshops and realized that that has really negatively impacted my ability to open up my throat and to speak Mm. my truth. Mm -hmm. And so I shifted and I kind of went back into that, nurtured that past version of myself. And now one of my mantras is like, I have a powerful voice. What I have to say is important and it matters. And when that fear of being seen online or, you know, seen in a group comes up, I just remind myself like, I have a powerful voice. And during my sound healing training, I came up with this prayer. I'm calling in the strength to follow my truth, the courage to speak and sing it, and compassion to myself and others so I may embody my fullest expression. Mm. And that has been a tenant of my beliefs ever since. And, you know, it's not to say, I think without going through some of these hard things, I wouldn't have been able to like come up with those pillars and to support other people through some of this pain. Yes. Wow. I'm already excited about what quotes I'm going to be pulling down because I didn't (laughs) write that down quick enough. I'm like, I need this on my wall. Like I need to look at this every morning. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Because I I love these moments where I get to have people on the podcast that are so excited and grounded in who they are and that Mm. hearing what you're saying, you know, people can take lessons, you know, from the literal words that brought you grounding can bring me grounding, bring Mm. other people grounding. And I'm even, you know, picking up with your frequency, just being here, even though it is virtual, I think that still hearing your voice, seeing your face and feeling it, I'm resonating with you, which is Mm. just a pleasant experience. The feeling's mutual. I'm so grateful to be here. Yeah. Yeah, because I I think I just resonate with a lot of your story. Um, I equally went through a breakup, tried to reach out to the ex, and they declined. Mm. (laughs) And you you have to ask yourself, you know, like, what does that say about me? And Mm. then that's where the spiral goes, right? But so many of these things, like I shared earlier with you about why I started the podcast with my own traumas and other things, I think it does produce this very cultivating space for change Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what you were talking about you were in such a dark space that there was nowhere else to go Mm -hmm. yeah 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 and I especially feel that when I was able to recognize that my gifts are not only wanted but they're needed and like I think my heart goes out to all the pain and all the suffering with COVID. And for me, I personally think it was one of the best things that ever happened to me because it really asked me to refocus on what's important and how may I serve and get out of my own way and to be able to heal and nurture some of these limiting beliefs in service of something greater than myself. And so that also helps me, you know, when I'm feeling the doubt and the shame and it's even good to say it out loud right now. Cause I mean, you and I are just talking about like feeling anxiety around, at least for me right now, I'm like, I feel like I need to be doing more, but my body's saying do less. And like that constant like voice in our head, the the patriarchal mentality of harder, faster, stronger, you need to be working all the time and tapping into the divine feminine and allowing time for rest and for pleasure and joy and that's actually something I've been really struggling to reprogram within myself, especially with owning my own business. I I just quit my corporate job in April to pursue yeah, sound congrats. healing. Fuck yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's been such a beautiful journey. I, yes. I actually got asked to do sound healing at a yoga retreat. And this same retreat a year before, I made a vision board. And on the vision board, it said, healing traveling Colorado, traveling the world and starting my own business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I mentioned I had been teaching yoga. Then the sound bowls came into my life. I started a coaching program around the chakras. 
And then at this retreat, it was actually my first group sound bath for 25 people. And I lead every, I lead people through a scorpion visualization and the scorpions represent the demons of each chakra. So like the demon of the root is fear. The demon of the sacral is shame. So you're releasing this fear and these shame and all of these like lower vibrational frequencies. And I sing and I was so scared to do this for the first time, like in front of 25 people. It was like, you know, especially at a retreat where people are like pretty tapped in and certainly, but I, as soon as my one word came out of my mouth. And then as soon as I started singing, it was like all of the fear, all the doubt just melted away. And I felt like I was channeling and exactly where I was supposed to be. And my friend reflected to me that the ceremony helped him process the grief of his mom passing away with more grace. And I started crying. And that Tuesday, I quit my job. Ooh, yes, yes. Yeah. And let me tell you, talk about like humanizing things. That was the greatest and the scariest thing that I have ever done, you know? And I could tell you like, oh yeah, everything's all great all the time, you know? It's like, holy shit, I just like quit this, the best paying job I've ever had and am leaping into the unknown. And that fear definitely comes up, but this knowing my purpose and I'm so sure and rooted in what I'm doing and why I'm here and the universe keeps providing. And that trust, I think, is something that is so important, especially in a society where we want, we feel comfortable being safe. Mm. And I think the most, one of the most courageous things that we can do is like believe in ourselves when everything tells us that we're not enough. We're not enough this or that. Right, right, right. Okay, couple things. Yeah. One, could you record that for the podcast, a modified version? Oh, you mean like record the um, scorpion meditation? Yeah. I would love to. Yeah. yeah like, I would be well, happy af- to. Yeah, like after this, like you okay. do that, like cool. whatever link. Okay, cool. I Let's love do it. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Begin in a comfortable seated position, spine is straight, or lying down, feet on either edge of your mat, palms face up for receiving and down for grounding. Take a deep inhale through your nose, the deepest breath you've taken all day. Open mouth, exhale, let it go. Two more, just like that. Deep inhale, feeling your low belly, your ribs. Feel the air swirling in your chest. Open mouth, exhale, let it go. Last one. Deep inhale. And exhale, making a tone. Relax your jaw. Relax the space in between your eyebrows. Be here now. Imagine your most empowered self. Your higher self, feeling radiant, confident, glowing in her power. Now visualize what your most empowered self looks like. Where is she? In the mountains? At the beach? In a garden? What do you smell? 
What can you taste? What do you hear? What are you wearing? powerful. 
I embrace my divine essence. I am love. Deepening your breaths. Starting to bring your awareness back into your physical body. Wiggling your fingers and your toes. And slowly opening your eyes when you feel ready. No rush. Thank you. (laughs) You were talking about quitting your job and taking that leap. That's a massive leap of trust. And privilege. I mean, right? A lot of people won't ever – won't, but might not ever have that opportunity. You know, at its core, you're following something that you feel called to. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like this is my purpose more than anything I've ever done before. And with sound healing, with, you know, meditation and yoga and – helping people shine light on some of the darkness in order to really love themselves more fully. And that's through, you know, coaching and through sound healing, through all these different modalities, you know, and I used to be in fashion when I was like in high school and college, I want, I actually got a job as a buyer at Nordstrom corporate and I cried. So I was like, I made it, you know, and I ended up hating that. And I realized it was because I was like working in an office and on spreadsheets. When I love fashion, I used to work in a boutique and I love getting to know someone, helping them pick out an outfit and seeing them come out of the fitting room and then be beaming and radiating and like feeling that energy coming from them. And I realized that that was my why, why I love fashion. And that is my why Mm. of why I love my business is really empowering people to shine and to feel radiant. And that is in so many different areas. It's been beautiful kind of uncovering like the roots of what I feel my purpose are and what that looks like. And I think that's a loaded word too. I actually talked to my clients about this where there's this podcast Mm -hmm. with Yoga Girl and Jay Mm -hmm. Shetty and they talk about purpose and they break it down into purpose equals curiosity plus expertise plus compassion and how it's important when you're thinking about purpose to dive into what are you curious about? Like what lights you up? And for me, that was yoga. I want to be a yoga teacher. And then I took a sound bath and was like, holy shit, what was that? And And then I got my yoga teacher training. Then I went through my sound healing certification and took all these trainings. And then the compassion is like what I was sharing with supporting people to really, you know, be the best versions of themselves and to feel radiant and feel at peace and feel happy and joyful. So I love thinking about purpose in that way because I think it can feel overwhelming when we're like right. trying to always discover and compassion for yourself because the expertise piece, yes. what does that mean? When do you become an expert, right? Your other quote uh, of you don't have to be perfect to yeah. make a positive impact, right? So it's like, when do you become an expert yeah. enough to start speaking on things? And I think if people realize more yeah. that you don't have to be perfect to be an expert, then you could have the compassion mm-hmm. to actually, you know, allow yourself to follow what you're curious about instead of beating ourselves up all the time saying, well, I yeah. don't know. What do I know? You know what I mean? You know a lot. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. My my business coach actually really helped me with that because she's like – everything you've ever done has led you to this point and led you to the knowledge of where you're at. Yeah. So I feel like we, we don't give ourselves enough credit a lot of the times and we're worried about like, you know, we're just worried about how we sound or how other people perceive us. And, and that's why I think like, you know, I, I think coming at it from a perspective of like, I'm not, preaching you the way I'm sharing my experience of what's worked for me. And you can do that in a super confident way. 
And because you're not saying like, you have to believe it's like, you have a choice in what you believe. And that's actually the whole essence of I'm doing my first retreats, I think I mentioned to you. And at the yoga retreat, I was like, holy shit, I want to have my own retreat. And now it's happening. So it feels like, yeah, it feels like a dream come true. And it's so important to collaborate. I'm actually doing my retreats with my best girlfriend. And yeah, she's like a little divine goddess and into movement therapy and like host cacao ceremony. So we're really sharing all of the things that we resonate with the most in one container. And for me, Mind Camp, the retreat was where I met the polyamorous guy and where I was introduced to sound healing. Literally changed my life. And I just got chills. I like got goosebumps saying that because if I haven't hadn't been in these containers, I do not feel like I would be where I'm at now. And then the yoga retreat I was on inspired me to host my own retreats and gave me the spaciousness to actually reflect upon what I want out of my life and creating that vision board. And so it's my hope that maybe someone will be introduced to something that will change their life or they'll meet someone or just like get an idea, you know? And I think for me that that's so important is to like cultivate those sacred spaces. And I want to say it was you, right? the retreat mm-hmm. happened, but it was you that integrated the lessons from it and chose to take leaps mm-hmm. of faith to get where you're at here. And I just want to take a moment to honor that. This has always been you, not these moments, right? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, truly. I appreciate that. I think the integration is really important. Maybe I've been thinking of the integration as in terms of like, plant medicine but it's super relevant for oh yeah retreat spaces too because you could go and then not integrate and then you would yeah i think like narrative therapy they talk about that it's it's about the meaning making of these moments right so you have that trip and then you know the experience we get to code it in our mind as whatever meaning we want you know in this world since there is no objective meaning to make sense of all of this and so it really comes mm. down to your integration of that experience of not getting to have that moment with your ex afterwards all these little pieces whatever narrative we choose to tell ourselves really directs how we move through this world which is kind of scary when you think about the level mm. of you know control we have to change what we see as reality right you have an experience and if you shape it as a positive thing because of whatever's going on in your head that can direct the rest of all of your actions and when you really think about what level of freedom that allows it's kind of scary but at the same time then when you take meaning from these and trust in the universe and you move with it and you become your higher self the self that you've always wanted to be right that's how you make Mm. these moves towards authenticity Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I really resonate with that. I think the stories we tell ourselves are tell ourselves are so important. And I realized that for a long time, when I my ex and I broke up, I was like, you'll never find love again. You're a slut. Like you ruined the best thing that ever happened to you. These these this negative self loop that I just couldn't get out of. And Honestly, it took a lot, all of those things I shared with you of those different experiences of serving. I think what, when it really shifted for me was Mm. when I started giving back and, and, and serving others, because I think that puts a whole new perspective on like our, what our world and I'm having a hard time verbalizing it right now, but I think for so long, Mm. I didn't feel like I had like a purpose. Right. I mean, the biggest thing we have to do in our lifetime is to figure out what our purpose is on this earth. And that's also the scariest Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I know. And that's why I love that equation because it makes it a lot more manageable and it makes you, it like a lot, it gives you some like room to breathe. And I I was forgetting with the whole retreat thing, the point that I was getting to, because we were talking basically about imposter syndrome of how 
you know, we don't feel like we're worthy or we don't feel like, and throughout my journey, I've felt like, who am I to share? You know, those, those thoughts still come up, but I think when we, I think my friends actually have helped me with this too. It's like, Sash, we know you're coming from a good place and we know your intentions. And so I think it's, there's a balance, right? Because you can have good intentions, but you can come off wrong. So then there's still accountability that needs to happen, even if you do have good intentions and someone takes something the wrong way. But then also you're, you're not responsible for how everyone perceives you and perceives things that you say. So I think for me, kind of a tenant that I go through is like, this is not truth with a capital T. This is truth with a lowercase T. This is my truth. Maybe it will, maybe it can support you or an invitation to consider this. And then also just knowing that I have good intentions. And when I like, for me, I get scared when I share like really vulnerable things on Instagram, especially because I think people see me as this light. And and then I, when I am going through things, it's like hard for me to also vocalize that. And, but then when I do, I notice I get like the most engagement or like the most people responding. They're like, Oh, I'm going through that too. Oh, I'm feeling this. And I think the more we can normalize like the, the ups and the downs and be able to give ourselves grace and compassion throughout it all, the happier that we'll be and the yeah. the less alone that we'll feel. So that's an intention of mine is to continue to I love it. I didn't even have to ask you the question of the show. You just were resonating. You just knew. <laughs> um, I ask everyone what is one thing you <laughs> wish everyone understood was more normal? Literally every person on the show I asked wow. that. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so wow, here we go. So cool. Normalizing <laughs> the ups and downs. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, beautiful. I know. Wow, that's so funny. And it's also not there are no coincidences. funny because I'm sitting over here like, God damn, I got to take this lesson myself. Yeah. Because I, I, right, you started the podcast, you're like, how are you? And I was like, I don't know. I've been feeling in such a down lately. And it's like, why? And yeah. I think I was so frustrated in therapy. I was like, oh, I thought I was getting better. I'm doing my podcast. I'm doing all these exciting things. I'm finding my purpose. Mm. I'm living my life. Yes, yes, yes. And then feeling that feeling of being back into that low point. Mm. It's heavy. Yeah, it is. And I think by you even just sharing, though, at the beginning, mm. that allowed yeah. me to share, too. And so I just want to thank you for like honoring yourself. And I don't know if this resonates, but I actually just wrote an Instagram post recently on permission to feel without judgment and invite it all in. Let your emotions flow like water without judging, without analyzing, without attaching, just be. Give yourself grace and compassion as you honor what is alive for you. The only way out is through. How might you invite more grace and compassion into your life? How might you nurture and hold space for yourself? And for me, I feel like I'm always analyzing why I'm feeling this way. And I'm like, where is this coming from? Why am I thinking this? And it's like, sometimes I get really affected by the moon and I know this. And I still, when it's a full moon, I'm like, what's going on? Oh my gosh. Is it this person? Is it my relationship? And, and then sometimes I'm like, wait, I'm period. <laughs> you're also on a period. There's a full moon. Like there's a lot going on. Like it doesn't always have to be like concentrated. Shit. So I think it's good. Yeah, you know, I'm like, like, am I not, God. what am I doing wrong? Maybe I'm just on my period. <laughs> yeah. I am. Yeah. Could it be like. Just need to eat some yeah. chocolate. So it's like, I think. <laughs> yeah so i think it's yeah. beautiful that we're like emotionally intelligent beings where we can you know realize these things about ourselves but i think for yes. me it can be to a fault where i'm yeah. just like brain chill out we're good god damn i need to take all of these lessons yeah. i hate when the podcast hits me with the truth i need to hear and i'm like <laughs> damn it <laughs> i do love it i do love it or yeah, you love then it. I go back and listen to like this see, is perfect <laughs> and then it's weirder when i get my own lessons back from my own voice once you create your own podcast you'll feel this and then you'll be like damn <laughs> it's like really meta like three windows deep <laughs> oh yeah it's crazy i love that <laughs> 
Oh, it's so beautiful to share our journeys. I feel like so much lighter talking Mm. with you. Yeah, we have a lot of similar experiences and are in definitely a similar value space, I think, with how we see the world. Yeah. Yo, ask away. I do have a question for you. Yeah. If you, if you don't mind, um, I know you mentioned that you sometimes struggle with anxiety and I would love to hear things that have Mm. helped you and supported you on your journey. When the vulnerability turns on to me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I think naming it. So like going to therapy, talking to my therapist, not trying to bottle the emotions, even though when I'm in therapy and I just start wanting to cry and I'm like, why are you crying? You're stupid. Ah, all that. Just like letting that go. And sometimes I'll just say that in therapy, like, I don't know why I'm crying right now, but it's happening. Um, And so we're rolling with it. And in that, Mm -hmm. I'm letting go of judgment, right? So I've been giving myself more compassion trying to trust that other people have good intention that's been helping a lot because frequently Mm. I feel like I come from this place thinking that everyone hates me everyone is out to get me something which is Mm. probably a defense right all of it is more so finding that compassion to trust even though there's no faith you know there's no truth there's no truth that these people are good but trusting allows me to relax and be more present um baths i love baths Mm -hmm. very like immersive yeah if you don't feel in your body you get in a hot bath and you'll just you'll instantly feel all of your skin you know um masturbation that helps even in those times where i don't feel sexy i'm like ah this is gonna be good for my soul Mm -hmm. um rock climbing Mm -hmm. i meditate and do rock climbing which gets me in yeah on the wall um uh both yeah indoor yeah it's really fun Cool. Uh, in there's Wisconsin places outside and then Southern Illinois, there's probably the closest okay. where people go to the red, um, in Tennessee, um, and take day trips or weekend trips. Cool. But, um, yeah, spending time with people that see me, you talked about that as well. People that see you for your full self that let you be your mm-hmm. full self, including all of the emotions. Um, alone time, my cat, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Dancing to Maggie Love Rogers. It. Yeah, I love her too. I love her. <laughs> so do I. I love singing oh, to her. Oh. Like that that really <laughs> Oh like, my god. She's on my sing it sister playlist it's and I'll like dance and listen to that. Literally my goal to get like, her oh, on yeah. the podcast. I was like this is when I will know I have made it. Cuz she is political. She was all for getting people to vote. I'm like, fuck it, let's pull Yeah. It. What have you learned? Yeah. Hey, I'm going to post on Instagram oh, yeah. that he did this and I'll t- tag her. <laughs> yeah. Be like, Maggie. Exactly. Please. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I, I realized as I've been in this low funk, I started a list on my post-it wall. I just have a whole wall of post-its of ideas. That's how I started the podcast, truly. I didn't value myself enough wow. to actually say that it was a reality. I just was like, this would be cool. Let me put it on a small piece of paper that is so insignificant that like I'll allow it to be an idea. I am not even kidding. Like <laughs> I one day I'll write a post-it note like theory book for people who are so insecure that we can't create enough space to value our ideas. I love it. So just anyhow, but um, yeah, I'm creating a list of all the things that make me happy because sometimes you just forget when you get into the funk, I feel like. So I appreciate you even asking because that's going to recalibrate me to like, oh, yeah, I do have a lot of things I love to do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. I really appreciate that. And I feel like there's a lot of similarities. I went rock climbing for the first time last summer and outside. And I loved feeling the rock and like feeling so grounded, you know, like it just felt like a whole new level yes. of connection Until with the earth is in the hold that you're going to next. Like literally <laughs> my first time oh my God, learning how to lead so climb, scary. I was going out there and I was like, uh, you know, we're going to wait actually. And just like stood out there on the rock for oh my five God. minutes waiting for the wasp to leave. Yeah. You Oh my god! That's scary. You, I'm glad your hand didn't get stung. Every crevice. Where were you? Okay, maybe you were in a better place than I was because there was bugs in every <laughs> hole. It was it was wild. Oh. 
Oh, yeah, maybe that's a struggle. Yeah. I didn't don't, notice don't that, but I mean, it's they could have been there. I mean, <laughs> yeah, maybe I just <laughs> yes. like blindly going with it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. nature for me is mm. huge. And just being out in nature. I'm, I'm going on a, I have a really abundantly busy weekend with sound healings this weekend. And I'm really excited and I'm learning I need to carve out time after to re reset my energy. And usually people's Monday are like, let's go. But I, I'm working on the weekend. So I'm like, I want to recharge on Monday and go solo hiking. And solo hiking for me is just like the best. I feel like it really helps. Yeah, I'm so jealous. I miss the mountains. So. I mentioned earlier I was from Southern California. That's what I grew up on, mm. hiking. But I'm in Chicago, yeah. the most wow. flat as flat can be. <laughs> Even though I'm in Chicago, though, I've been trying to be more mindful about it in the sense that, you know, Chicago is nature too. We are, you know, human beings Ooh. are nature. So I've been trying to take moments to honor, you know, there's a lot of bad sides to human nature, but also walking around the architecture. Maybe I take a slower look at, you know, the small details. Have you been to Chicago? Mm. I have. It was like three years ago in the dead of winter. (laughs) So I would love to come back in the Um, summer. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. There's so many different architectural, you know, designs and structures. And if you slow down enough, kind of in the same way of being in a forest, slow down to actually look at the flowers, you can feel that same sense of joy and wow and wonder because it is such a big place or finding wonder at the one tree that is in the middle of all the concrete. Um, Yeah. Mm. I mean, it's beautiful. It's like yeah, a walking meditation. I like that meditation. frame around it. it. Makes I've never thought that I could be the person to do that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. there it is. Wow. Because yeah, I want to bring the peace of the mountains <laughs> in a cottage are. to the middle of a concrete of a city. And how do you do that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that's a great start. And having plants like you do, like, I love plants. Exactly. I have so many in my in my home. Like, right. They just bring right. such a good energy. Yeah. Well, this has been perfect. I yeah. mean, I didn't expect to connect. Sometimes you don't always connect <laughs> as much, but it has been lovely to chat with you. We have a lot of similar yeah. things. So, yeah. You too. I know. Yes. I yes, feel like I'm talking to good. an old friend. Yeah. I'm like, maybe so we've known each other. Where can people find you, life. all of your stuff? Can you plug your Instagram, all the social media? Yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it and appreciate everything that you're doing and the light that you're spreading. It's Mm -hmm. been such a pleasure. Um, My Instagram is where I post all my offerings, the retreats I have coming up and all of my coaching. Um, It's at Sasha Starseed, S-A-S-H-A dot Starseed, one word. So I'd be honored to support you on your journey if anything that I mentioned resonates and or if you just want to chat, I'd love to learn more about you and stay connected. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. If you enjoyed today's conversation, then subscribe for new episodes released every Wednesday and follow us on Instagram at Modern Anarchy Podcast, where we open up a dialogue about all of these topics. Otherwise, I'll see you next week. And a special thanks to one of my favorite artists, Yuri Smith, for the intro and outro song to this show.